Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Kicking in the Second Half, Kish YZ. I'm here to try to catch up on some of the games. Sorry, I didn't do a video from uh, yesterday. or It might, might have been a couple days since I've done a video, but this one is going to cover uh, yesterday's games a little bit. And the game I just watched, which was Miami Heat versus the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, one big thing hitting into that series was that Dante DiVincenzo was going to be out for the remainder of the playoffs, which is obviously the uh, remainder of this postseason. And, um, you know, that was a blow to them as far as not having that extra utility knife type of guy is what I would consider him because he's a great defender. He's a great offensive player as far as making plays for others and himself as well. As well. And just to be able to score on the three-point line is just uh, something that they're going to be having to backfill. And I think they'll be able to do it. And uh, we saw a little bit of, of that in the game four here. But going forward, they have to keep pushing for that. I mean, offensively, they have Bryn Forbes, which had he had an incredible uh, postseason run here with this first series. So we'll see what he does in the rest of the postseason. But I mean, his three point percentage, the rate that he's shooting, shooting it. I mean, everything's been great from that end. Like he's just been highlight after highlight as far as um, his three ball. The consistency of it is great for the Milwaukee Bucks. So that'll help out there in the absence of DiVincenzo. And then as far as the defensive end, Pat Connaughton's always been a pretty great defender for them. He's like, he could be like a three and D player and he can make somewhat of some plays. He has a great leaping ability to kind of compensate for his size. I think he is taller than DiVincenzo, but you know, he's listed kind of like as a, a guard type of guy. And I think he's just somebody that's a little bit bigger that can handle the ball as well. So, um, you know, he, he's probably somebody that I think they did start him in game four, but he may or may not start. Just depends on how they want to run. But between him and Brent Forbes, they can make up for the loss of DiVincenzo, even though DiVincenzo had the combination of both of those players there. But, yeah, let's go into uh, the series here. Game four, um, the Milwaukee Bucks at the Miami Heat. Uh, yeah, the, the series is over here. It was a, a clean sweep. I did not see this coming. So based off my prediction videos going into the NBA uh, postseason here, I did predict that there was going to be a sweep. And I was totally wrong. I thought the sweep was going to be – I was being bold, and I said Hicks, uh, Knicks versus Hawks. And I was going to give it to the New York Knicks, obviously. And, um, you know, that seems like more of the back and forth series, which is what I thought the Milwaukee Bucks and the Miami Heat was going to be. But And, and it just didn't happen that way. And – what we wind up seeing is, like I said, a clean sweep of the Milwaukee Bucks and a big difference maker was, uh, in my opinion, not only the two guys that I mentioned and, you know, like uh, Pat Connaughton or DiVincenzo or Bryn Forbes, but um, and, and the difference was Drew Holiday, in my opinion, because of what he could bring defensively as far as getting that momentum started early in the series between game ones and game two at home, you know, and the Bucks just carried that through. And I, I, I think that's that's that was what I was going to uh, say beforehand was the, the biggest factor as far as um, the X factor. I think I did say that in the, the uh, previous videos as well, as far as covering the books or even in the pre uh, series matchup when I said who was going to be the X factor. And I think I had Drew Holiday and, you know, the Bucks definitely invested in the team and building the stronger team. For Giannis, obviously, he invested in in the Bucks as far as staying there and signing that extension uh, this past year or offseason or whenever he did. It. I can't remember exactly when he did it, but, you know, he's there for the long haul. And um, and yeah, it, it's definitely paying off early. And 
you know, just trying to look at some notes here. Um, I'm not sure if the biggest thing here was because the Milwaukee Bucks are that much better or if that bubble fatigue came back. You know, I said the bubble fatigue was a real thing and maybe that's why the Heat couldn't push. I thought they were, you know, geared for the playoffs or more fitting for this series, at least to get a couple wins or, or something like that, at least make it a six-game series. But uh, maybe it's set back in. I, I'm not sure, but the, the Bucks were definitely more intense uh, coming into this postseason than they were last year. A big shout-out to uh, Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn, he performed well in this game and, you know, had a pretty decent series. And going into next year, you know, I'm sure they're going to explore that option of maybe playing him and starting him a lot more. And uh, if Duncan Robinson chooses to leave, then that might be more minutes there that he could backfill as far as getting him out there and being on the court more often and getting him more comfortable and, you know, possibly be that primary point guard playmaker again. But um, also during this game, Giannis had a triple-double. I think it said he was the third in the Bucks' history of playoffs to have a triple-double. And Jimmy Butler did have a triple-double as well, even though they lost the game, obviously, here. And, yeah, just another thing for the Heat to look forward to. Uh, they're definitely going to have to find something this offseason if they want to definitely stay competitive and make it further than what they did this season. I mean, they still have a great core here with what they have, but obviously it's not going to be enough. And you're talking about a player like Victor Oladipo that they brought in, and they had hopes for him, and it probably would have turned out a little bit different in this series. Um, not to say that the Bucks wouldn't have won, but it, they should have at least had a closer series. And unfortunately there, Oladipo just, he, he got hurt again. And that was, that was that. So, you know, they couldn't utilize the fact that they had him as another scoring threat and he's going to be a free agent this year. So it might be interesting to see if any teams really want to take a chance on him, or if the Miami heater, like, look, you're already here. You could stay here, but we want to reduce that salary. You sign a one and one with us or something like that to that extent to get you, um, back as far as you know being uh, a go-to guy in the league but we can definitely use you here in our rotation and then one of the rumors not to get too far into this because you know the offseason hasn't started yet or at least not yet for the Clippers but uh, Kawhi Leonard is a name that's been brought up over the last week as far as if the Clippers lose that series and Kawhi looks to explore his um, or you know turn down his player option and explore free agency that uh, with his ties with Jimmy Butler that he may could end up in the uh, Miami area wearing a heat jersey next year. So let's see what happens there. But just to keep an eye on that um, going into the offseason when it comes to the rumor mail and stuff. But, yeah, the, the Miami Heat definitely need to add some things. I don't think they need to revamp. They just are, they're still missing a piece. So that's just what it is. And unfortunately, they didn't have enough in this series to, to get off a decent win. It started off as a close game and they had the lead for like, basically half the game but when the Milwaukee Bucks decided to rally and storm back even with it being a competitive game they kept like a double digit league uh going in from the third to the fourth quarter so the the Bucks look super serious right now like the the Bucks this, this is just a great win for the Bucks not only because it's your first challenge of the playoffs obviously being the first round but it's a great challenge because you're going against the defending Eastern Conference team you had a chip on your shoulder because this is the team that beat you when you were you know the top dog and they were the underdog as the fifth seed last year and, and took you out the playoffs way too early and also just because it is a sweep this gives the Bucks plenty of rest going into the next series and we know the next series you know it's not over who uh, is playing in the first round between the Nets and the Celtics. But, you know, the winner here is probably going to be the Nets 
for obvious reasons. And this is going to give them plenty of rest time. But yeah, either or they get plenty of time to scout. I mean, if the Celtics happen to somehow make it through this, I don't know what would cause that to happen, maybe injuries or something, then they're going to be definitely worn down when they play the Bucs. And obviously, if the uh, the Nets can wrap it up uh, sooner rather than later, then they have time to scout the, the Nets and, and have that rest going into that series. And it's going to be interesting there. And that's that's where, you know, it's going to get shaky for the Nets, in my opinion, but not to get too far into that. But the Bucks did what they needed to do, and they did it way faster than I thought they were going to do. So shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks fans. Shout out to the Feeling Lucky pod crew over there, Big Daddy and Lucky. You know, I know y'all were um, definitely big Giannis fans, big Milwaukee Bucks fans from being in that area. And the next series, I think y'all can do it. I really think y'all can do it. Uh, the way it's looking, um, like I said, y'all took care of business quick and, and easy. And I like what I'm seeing from the Milwaukee Bucks. And I think the Bucks just, you know, they just got to get that rest and continue to have that same focus game plan. Even if you're starting out on the road, if you're playing the Nets uh, versus the, the Celtics in this second round, then you got to, you know, just keep that same mentality and let Drew Holiday kind of be the driving force behind that defensive intensity and, you know, dive on the floor for the loose balls, do everything that, that counts, especially defensive, because I feel like the Nets is a more offensive heavy team, but we'll explore that some more once we get to that and figure out if that's who they're playing, which most likely will be the case. So with that being said, I think I'm covering everything. Um, with that series there. So I'm just going to recap some of the games, I guess, yesterday's games. Um, I'm starting off with the Knicks Hawks. The, uh, that series is two to one. The Hawks is leading that series. And uh, you know, this looks like, yeah, it's definitely could be a back and forth series. Uh, Trey Young in the, with the MSG stuff there in Madison square garden, he's just, um, he's kind of ramped up and, and I like that. I like that intensity he's bringing and being back at home in the a that he said, you know, can't wait to get back to the a, you know, he's definitely putting on a good performance in game three. And I think game four, he's going to provide the same as far as the Knicks for Julius Randall. I think he can definitely put on um, a better performance than what he's been doing. But like Derek Rose had mentioned before uh, in the win that they did get an MSG that, um, you know, he's just there to help. He's trying to relieve some of the pressure and, and help guide Julius Randle through this because it's his first playoff run and they're going to throw things at him that he didn't see in the regular season, which is what you're supposed to do if you're serious about winning in the playoffs. And, you know, you're definitely seeing a lot of uh, veteran leadership there and play from Derrick Rose, like Alec Burks. Uh, Bullock is having a, a good series here with his three-point shooting. So, oh, and shout out to Taj Gibson as well, another veteran. And, you know, the Knicks definitely have what it takes to keep this series uh, tight and interesting. Um, uh, like I said, my prediction for this series is way off, so I don't want to get too bold again. But I would like to see the Knicks win game four and just keep making this a back and forth. But, I mean, I could also see the Hawks winning game four just because they're still at home. Now, when it comes to going back to MSG, I would hope <coughs> – excuse me for a second. Sorry, I would hope that um, the New York Knicks would definitely take this uh, when when it goes to uh, game five in, in New York so we'll keep an eye out for that one as well so not a lot for me to say there I just wanted to touch up on that and uh, just give a little piece on that since that just happened but I did watch majority of that game and it was enjoyable to watch uh, a big thing on here that was noticeable from yesterday I think it was yesterday as well was Jason Tatum scoring 50 points again bringing up the Celtics versus the net series here uh, the Nets lead that series two to one. And in my prediction video for this series, this is what I 
basically it's at the point where I thought it would be, which was, you know, the Nets possibly taking this series uh, in five games, winning four to one. And in order for uh, Tatum to win a game or to win the series, he would have to average like 40 points, but he put up 50 and that's wow. 50 again. He just did that in the play in tournament against the wizards and the wizards are not the nets. So to put up 50 against the nets, this is what I was saying. This is what I want to see from him. I don't need necessarily need to see the Celtics advance to this round because it's almost impossible at this point. If the nets are healthy because Tatum's not working with a lot, but he's working with himself and he's working on his skill in this game. And this is what I'm meaning when I say Tatum is one, if not almost now the only next Kobe, the Kobe 2.0, this is the guy that, when he's out there, he has that mentality, that focus, that drive. Yeah, I would like to see a little bit more intensity at times to have that Kobe mentality, but it's there. And his footwork is, is tremendous. His step back is great. He has so many pieces to his game. But the scary thing is he's still developing his game. Like, I remember, like I said before, a few years ago, I had conversations with people and they were like, yeah, I feel like Tatum is already maxed out. Like, he's already at his peak. I'm like, no, this dude has a drive to him that we have not seen yet because – we see him coming to a league as a scoring type of guy, but he just needed to work more on his footwork, work more on his isolation game. And, and he's doing that repetitively. And year to year, we see his growth. And to pull off a win while scoring 50 points against the Brooklyn Nets, that to me is impressive. Way to go. I feel like I'm satisfied with your offseason, even if you don't win any more games. Hopefully you don't get hurt. But I mean, obviously, I don't want to see him just only score like 10 points in the next few games. But uh, but scoring 50 on the Nets, that is a huge deal. So congratulations there. Congratulations to the Boston Celtics fans. Like I said, my initial prediction was to see the Nets uh, take this series four games to one. And, you know, like James Harden had mentioned, they needed this loss and the loss is probably good for them so they can, uh, you know, learn from this experience uh, experiment. So I would I would still say four to one. But I mean, if the Celtics pull off another one, then we're going to be talking even more about how great Jason Tatum uh, is because he would be a big deal in that that win in my opinion. So, uh, oh yeah. Uh, speaking of which I did write down uh, that Jason Tatum was tied with Larry Bird and Celtic history for the most 50 point games, I believe is what they said. So that's his fourth 50 point game. So congratulations there once more. And uh, before I get rid of this card, I also wanted to start talking about the, uh, the Clippers and Mavericks series, uh, the Clippers, are down, but they did win yesterday. So it was three game game three yesterday, and the uh, Clippers won that game. So they're trailing two games to one behind the Mavs. And Kawhi was communicating with the players. This is what I noticed right off. You know, obviously the game started off like, oh my gosh, here comes the Clippers again, where the Clippers are just going to kind of give the game away and not do what they need to do, which is guard Luca. And I feel like they still have problems with that because they, they must like getting themselves in a hole early, but they did rally. And you did see some communication from Kawhi, like showing some emotion and, and, and telling his players, like somebody needs to hold other people accountable and you have to hold yourself accountable. But he had a, a great game in uh, game two, but they still ultimately lost. And some of that is just communication. Like you could be a great basketball player and, and be great at what you're doing, but you need to have some form of elevation if you want to be better than whatever you're playing, uh, whoever you're playing against on the court. Like you, you want to be the better person. You want to be the best you can. You have to add more to your game. And it's not just 
you know, physically being able to shoot the rockets more so, you know, getting others involved and holding others accountable and motivating your team. And that's ultimately considered leading your team. So this is the culture, like they said in the commentating, this is his culture is what he built here with the Clippers Nation. You know, he was a, per, a part of the Spurs culture there, and then he was a part of the Toronto Raptors culture there. So both of those cultures were already established. He came over to the Clippers in 2019 and built this culture with Paul George. So let's see if they can pull off another win. Oh, by the way, shout out to Jose, our latest subscriber. I appreciate the sub. And by the way, if you're watching this video, give us a thumbs up if you like it. And if you haven't subscribed, please consider subscribing. And if you are subscribed, please uh, share the video and consider others to subscribe as well because they might enjoy our content. I would really appreciate that. But um, yeah, just keep looking here at what the series is, is looking like outside of the uh, Clippers potentially not guarding Luca. Another thing that I noticed was, um, you know, Pat Beverly is always Pat Beverly. He gets into people's faces. He usually goes after the, the biggest, you know, guy on the other team, like the biggest, baddest guy. And um, he's racking up, you know, trying to get, the technicals racking up Lucas fouls or technical fouls. And that might be part of their strategy is to try to get Luca out the game physically. And I don't mean like hurting him, but just removing him from the game due to, you know, foul trouble. So he has to sit out or technical fouls. You don't want to get two technical fouls in one single game. Obviously that'll lead to you getting um, kicked out of the game. So, you know, that's another thing to look out for. Like that might be part of uh, the Clipper strategy because Luke is known to, to gain some of these fouls. And sometimes he gets a little too uh, excited, I guess you could say, with the refs. And that'll cause him to get a technical foul. And then if he were to get wrapped up in a conversation with um, Patrick Beverly and it gets out of hand, Patrick Beverly is one of those guys that is, you know, you can afford to get him out of the game. It's not going to hurt your chances of winning. But if Luca is missing from the Mavericks it's nearly impossible for them to uh, to win a game because he carries such an offensive load and makes such great plays. But he's not the only one scoring. So shout out to Tim Hardaway Jr. He's been playing well this series. Um, they've had a lot of guys been playing well. I like Jalen Brunson, even though he might not be contributing a lot of points. I like his consistency there. Porzingis is doing well. Cleveland is doing well. And um, yeah, they just look like a pretty well-rounded team at the moment and um, like I said when Luca's out it definitely makes a big difference for their team so they need Luca in there and you know he's locked and loaded he's ready for this series he's been ready and like I said they have a 2-1 lead game four is still at home so um, you know look to see what's going to happen there but I think you know, just Luca just has to keep the foul trouble that down and they could definitely take the series. But the Clippers did bounce back because it almost looked like they were getting swept and that would just be plain embarrassing. And to be honest, even if they do lose this series, it still wouldn't look great, but it's actually better than how it was starting to form as far as story wise. So, um, like I said, they were able to take one on the on the road and kind of joked with some friends, Katie and Hugh, shout out to y'all about. Um, about them. Uh, must liking the away games because for some reason they don't like to win very much at home and uh, yeah not sure what's going on there but uh, yeah just another thing to notice that um, the bigs for the Clippers cannot guard Lucas so with that being said that kind of wraps up everything I needed to talk about here just if I missed something I probably missed uh, game three as far as covering that with the uh, the Denver Nuggets and the Portland Trailblazers. Obviously, the uh, Nuggets uh, lost that game to the, the Trailblazers. So the Trailblazers, uh, yeah, maybe they'll rally back. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, 
after being down 2-0. I'm sure I got that right, but uh, that's currently being uh, aired right now as I'm shooting this video. I just wanted to get this out because I had came off freshly watching the Miami Heat and Bucks game. And like I said, shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks fans. Um, Y'all are the first team to advance to the second round and, you know, got that sweep and you got time to rest up, hopefully, and, you know, get prepared for the next series whenever you figure out what your opponent's going to be. So, yeah, once again, thank you all for kicking in the second half. You can check us out on our um, for audio only on Spotify, Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, you know, wherever you can find us for those sources under KishYZ, K-I-S-H underscore Y-Z. You can hit us up on Twitter or Instagram under KishYZ, K-I-S-H underscore Y-Z. And of course, here on YouTube under KishYZ, you know, check us out. Give us a thumbs up. If you like our content, please subscribe and turn that notification bell on for new drops. Once again, everybody, peace and love.